Good morning. Welcome to Axios Today. It's Monday, September 14th. I'm Nyla Boudou. Here's how we're making you smarter today. Bernie Sanders pushes Joe Biden to focus more on the economy. Plus, what the NFL has learned from other professional sports. First, though, the wildfires engulfing every West Coast state is today's one big thing. Fires across the West Coast have been burning for weeks, with hundreds of thousands of people displaced and all three states breathing in hazardous air from the smoke, which has moved as far east as Michigan. Amy Harder covers energy and climate for Axios, and she's based in Seattle. Amy, how bad are the fires right now? Well, they are pretty bad. And unfortunately, I'm one of the millions of people being impacted. Seattle is engulfed in smoke as we speak. California and Oregon and Washington, throughout those three states, it's almost 5 million acres have been burned, which is roughly a million acres more than the entire state of Connecticut. And can we say when we expect them to be under control? It really depends on when the weather gets a little bit colder and a little bit of rain comes in. And unfortunately, for particularly California and southern parts of Oregon, may not be for weeks. I'm just thinking of the pictures last week of the orange sky in California, the terrible air quality from the smoke. What is the situation for you right now in Seattle when it comes to air quality? Saturday night, I woke up in the middle of the night to the smell of smoke. So there's the air quality index, AQI, of, I think, 0 to 500. Today, we've been around 200. Once you get into the 100 zone, that's when it gets to be hazardous. A lot of parts of Oregon and Washington and California have been literally off the charts, past 500 up to 700 and 800. And we don't even have data on what that does to the human body. And so that's what's really scary. I wanted to ask you about something that you said recently on the podcast. You said that climate change is like diabetes for the world. And I know you first said that three years ago. I wonder if you reflect back on the past three years, what you think about that statement now. I should say that I was not the one to coin that statement. Climate scientists have said it over the years, and I adopted it in that column that I wrote three years ago. And I would say that, unfortunately, this is all very predictable. It's no less devastating and scary, but it's predictable. This is what climate scientists are saying is going to become more extreme because climate change is becoming a more intense factor in what is a really messy mix of factors that are driving these wildfires to be worse. Other factors coming into the wildfire equation include fire management over the decades and centuries. Over the last century, fire management has been to suppress any wildfire instead of letting some measured burning happen. And that measured burning was actually good because it it let off some steam, so to speak. And then another factor is having people move in to really forested areas where they're more prone to be in the path of a wildfire. And I think the last point on this, which I think is important, because we're going to be hearing it more and more as President Trump and Joe Biden are both talking about this, that humans are often the actual creator of the fire. Once humans do it, that's when climate change has an impact. The drier temperatures, that's what's making these so much worse than they would have been otherwise. Amy Harder covers energy and climate for Axios. Thanks, Amy. Stay safe. Thank you so much. We'll be back in 15 seconds with Joe Biden's $3 trillion economic plan. Welcome back to Axios Today. I think we have got to do more as a campaign 
than just uh, go after Trump. We also have to give people a reason to vote for Joe Biden. And Joe has some pretty strong positions on the economy. Uh, and I think we should be talking about that more than we have. Now, we have that was Senator Bernie Sanders on MSNBC Sunday with some advice for the Biden campaign and what they should be talking about. Hans Nichols is a political reporter for Axios. We can couch this as a warning, as free advice. Either way, Bernie Sanders said it. And it's public, I'm going to call it criticism, of the way Biden is handling his campaign. Clearly, Bernie Sanders thinks that Joe Biden should be talking about the economy more, that he's got a good story to tell, and that the election has to be more than just a rejection of Donald Trump. It has to be for pro-worker, pro-family policies that Bernie Sanders frankly thinks Joe Biden has. Can you articulate what the Biden campaign has said about their economic plan? This is a nearly $3 trillion economic plan. At the core of it is really $2 trillion on climate change and green energy programs. They, they think these are the jobs of the future. At the end of the day, it's a green jobs plan, but also a manufacturing plan. And they've tacked on another $700 billion for bringing back manufacturer centers to America. And you saw Biden talk about that when he was in Warren, Michigan last week. I'd make the changes on the corporate taxes on day one. It can raise $1.3 trillion if they just start paying at 28% instead of 21%. And so the idea that we take that money and put it into new investments in manufacturing, in education, in, in health care, these are things that matter to middle class families. Is there anything else about Joe Biden's economic plan that voters should know about? Personnel is policy. And that's what we're reporting in this new story is that Joe Biden's seeding his team with a lot of progressive economists. And when you get down to the nitty gritty of what's going to happen in the next four years, you don't really know, right? Planning only gets you so far. But if you have a bunch of progressive economists, that gives you a sense. And it also is a way for Biden to send a signal that this is what my priorities are. This is who I'll staff up with. The signals he's sending Back off, Wall Street. Like, if this is belonging to the progressive economists and to my team, not necessarily the financial services team. Hans Nichols covers the Biden campaign for Axios. And he's got it! Into the end zone! Touchdown, Packers! Marquez! So it sounds like a cheering crowd in Minnesota for the first Sunday of the NFL, but there weren't any people there. That's just one big difference with fall football. Yeah, so obviously the lack of fans is the biggest difference. Kendall Baker is Axios' sports editor. But the lack of fans is surprisingly not as present as I would have maybe expected, especially compared to baseball, where you're constantly reminded of that. So throughout Sunday's games, I feel like I have seen very few camera angles that are this constant reminder of no fans. The other big issue for professional sports has been social justice concerns. How did the NFL handle all of that yesterday? They've got some messages central in the end zones, some other initiatives that are league-wide. I will say, in terms of social justice, the story is not front and center the way you maybe would expect it. And I think that's A, we've been seeing sports go on for a few months now in bubbles, and B, because the NFL is not in a bubble, each team's kind of doing its own thing, each stadium's doing its own thing. You're not like the NBA playing on one or two courts for months. How is player safety going to be maintained for the rest of the season? So the NFL does kind of fall in between the leagues that have done legitimate bubbles. I talked to the NFL's chief medical officer a few weeks ago, and that was one of the major things he said is just being able to not just learn from these leagues, but get on the phone with these leagues, see what works, see what doesn't work. So they definitely have the benefit of timing here. Kendall Baker writes Axios' sports newsletter. 
Before we end today's episode, football fans can expect one more big change this season. It's the brand new Monday Night Football theme, and it's based on Little Richard's 1956 hit, Rip It Up, with updated lyrics and music from jazz fusion band Butcher Brown. You'll hear it on your NFL and team highlights, and you can catch the new theme before the Steelers play the Giants tonight. That does it for us today. You can reach our team at podcasts at axios.com or reach out to me on Twitter at Nyla Boodoo. If you want more news before tomorrow, tune into our afternoon podcast recap. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. And we'll see you back here tomorrow morning. Bye.